Well, hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us again for another week of the Breakdown Bible Podcast. Listen, thanks for joining us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or however you're listening to this podcast. It really doesn't matter. We're just glad that you're here with us. We're back for another week with Pastor Floyd McDonald. Pastor Floyd, how you doing? Doing good, Pastor Drew. Glad to be back with you. It's been a while. Since we've been together talking about this, yeah, I'm excited about it. It has been a while, and I'm glad that we are able to get back into the question of the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Listen, if you haven't heard our first podcast, I encourage you to go back to part one of the fear of the Lord, because it may clear some things up about the podcast we're about to do for you guys. So go back and listen to the fear of the Lord, part one. But let's recap a little bit of the last one, because it has been a while. So uh, one thing that we talked about was the year. Right mm-hmm. with the the roll of the tongue of the R, the yira, <laughs> right? And yira, right, is the Hebrew word used for the fear of the Lord, which means the reverence or the awe or the respect yes. of God, right? right? And it's more than just a reverence, right? Exactly. And uh, yira, as we're talking about reverence, awe of God, over three hundred times, Drew. Just a reminder: three hundred times of scripture, it begins with the fear of the Lord. Yeah. So, almost think about this: almost every day of the year, three hundred. There's three hundred sixty-five days in a year. Um, every day, almost, in the scripture begins with fear of the Lord. So that's how important it is in scripture that we have reverence or awe of God. Yeah, yeah, and it's more than just a reverence; it's a relationship. That's right. It's really falling under submission to his power, his authority. And we wanted to recap those things because I think that's very important. And so in our lives, so it's, it's again, it's falling in a relationship with him. It's falling under submission, his power, his authority. It's recognizing his holiness, his justice, his righteousness in our lives. So, right. And we cannot think of any, we cannot think of the humanistic uh, word of fear, right? We cannot think of what we've no. put as fear, which means scared. Yeah. Right? right. Right. We can't think of it that way of the no. Bible saying that, but we have to think about how the Bible says as Yira, which is the fear of the reverence of God. Right. Right. And we have to distinguish the two. That's right. You know, and it goes back and I'm gonna make this statement again in our the points that we're gonna be making today in the fear of the Lord, but I made the statement last time in our first podcast and I think it's worth repeating again and I will probably refer back to this. God was trying to change the slave mentality mm. into servant mentality. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And so a slave is forced to serve, but a servant desires to serve. Yeah. That's totally different. Yeah. And so that's the mindset that we have to have. And that's what God was doing in the children of Israel when he was bringing them out of bondage. Yeah. He was changing the slave mentality, which is you're forced to serve, made to serve. You know, and I'm so glad again, I've said that in the first thing, me and Drew are here today. We're doing what we're doing today because we desire to right. serve God. And that's a total different mindset than a force to serve. Yeah. And that brings us to our, our point for today and the question that we want to answer today about the fear of the Lord, which is this. Why should we have a fear or reverence for God? Absolutely. Why, what's the point in having a fear or reverence? So we're going to try to answer that today with five reasons of why we should fear or have a reverence for God. Yeah, and, and these are great points, and I pray that you're taking some notes here on this Um and I want Drew to word it the way that he told me, um, you know, two sons. So go ahead and give that first point. And then I want to give a couple of scriptures 
then on that as far as our number one reason why we should fear or fear the Lord or, or uh, you know, our reasons why we should fear the Lord. So go ahead and give that first reason and we'll give a scripture. So the first reason that we should fear the Lord is simply because he has the matchless power as a creator of all things. Mm-hmm. He created all things. And so we have a fear or a reverence for the one who created all things. Absolutely. You know, in Psalm 33, six through nine, just to give credence to that is, obviously we look to the word for a measuring stick so let's look to the word to see why that point is so true yeah. it says in psalm 33 6 through 9 by the word of the lord here it is the heavens were made and by the breath of his mouth all their host he gathers the waters of the sea as a heap he puts the deep in storehouses let all the earth here it is let all the earth fear the Lord. There mm-hmm. it is. Reverence, yeah. awe, respect. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe. There it is right there. There's another word for fear of him. For he spoke and it came to be. Wow, that's power. Yeah. Hey, that's Genesis right there. Yeah. That is Genesis 1-1. One, 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 what? In the beginning, God, uh, you know, spoke the heavens and the earth into being. And so there it is. He spoke, it came to be, and he commanded, and it stood firm. Mm. So again, it goes back to his great power and knowing him as the creator of all things. And I think that's the beginning part of fear. You can't help, and that's the thing. I don't know how in the world you can go in creation. You know, we've done, you know, Drew, we've been out floating together with our family. I mean, that's that's high time. That's I mean, I have a good time doing that with my family. But, you know, we've said that, haven't we, multiple multiple times how we've been out on the river and doing some floating there and, and looking at the caves and the creation. And how in the world can you not recognize that there is a God Yeah. when you see creation? Isn't yeah. that right? I right. Mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's kind of like a, a like a da Vinci painting, like yeah. a Leonardo da Vinci painting. Yeah. That's what yeah. it made me think of when we when I started exploring this point. Um, you think about Leonardo da Vinci. He's known for he's known for many paintings, but his two most famous is the Last Supper. Yes, right, the Last Supper and the Mona Lisa. Mm. Like those are his two that everybody knows right. of paintings. And you look, and the reason they're famous is because you see every bit of detail, every bit of little color right. that he put in, every little uh, eyelash in every single person that right. he drew was put inside of his paintings. And so it's just at all a reference to say. Hey, Da Vinci, he's on the top of the list as right. a painter. Everybody knows him as a legend, yeah. as a painter. In the same way, we look at God and uh, realize and recognize that he created all of Absolutely. all of everything, right? And how can you not be in awe Absolutely. over all of God has done? It's a painting that we live in. The ultimate artist, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the what master artist. What was the name? I forgot. You know, he used to be on PBS. and uh, Bob still... Ross. Yes. I mean, yes. it was Happy ama- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to even watch him. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. And, you know, you watch how he does it. Like, oh, my goodness. You know, but at the end of that, isn't it so amazing that the signature of Bob Ross, there's only one Bob Ross. Yeah. You cannot copy that. That's and cool. I'm going to tell you, when we get out in this world and you're describing what we've seen, there's only one signature of the author and the finisher of our faith, and it is God Almighty. Yeah. And so I think, first of all, the reasons why we should have reverence and respect for God, number one, is to realize when we walk outside in his creation, we realize his signature is all over Everything. This world. Yeah. It everything. really is. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me give you one more scripture in that point because I think this is really good. Psalm 96, 4 and 5 says this, For great is the Lord 
and greatly to be praised, for he is to be feared above all gods, little g. Come on now. Yeah. For all the gods, that's the little g, of the peoples are worthless idols. Come on. But the Lord made the heavens. Yeah. And so, again, he is to be feared above all gods. So we go back. Uh, there is none like him. He is above. He is king of kings. And he is Lord of Lords. And so there's just a couple little points that I just want to add to that before we move to our second point. So the Lord was speaking to me, in your spirit, you are placing him in his rightful position Mm -hmm. in your heart when you are exalting him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When you say God, when you say Jesus, when you simply say those names and you exalt him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you are putting his rightful position in your heart and in your life that there's nothing above him. There's no God that can reign over him. So recognizing his authority. Now, this is good if you're taking notes. Recognizing his authority and power as supreme and surrendering to that is the first step. Yeah. In possessing the fear of the Lord in our lives. Mm, If you do not recognize him as that, if, if he is down on the totem pole, uh, and if he's not supreme, what does it say? We know the scripture, Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first yeah. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. So when you are saying he is Lord over my life, when we say Lord, he is Lord over my life, basically you are saying, you're essentially saying this, Jesus has complete power. Jesus has complete authority. He's master. He's ruler over my life. Yeah, that's good. Praise that's God. Good. Amen. So number one is the matchless power as the creator of all things. Amen. Let's go to number two. This. All right. Number two is this. It is the continued power of creation even in today's world. Mm. What's the second reason to fear God? Why? Because he is still creating. Mm -hmm. Back then, even though he created the world, that doesn't mean that he stopped creating when he created the world. He is still continuing to create right today. So as much as he created all things, we must understand that he's still creating things, even in our own lives every single day, right? We don't serve a dead God. He's alive and he's creating every single second in our personal lives and the lives that surround us, right? It reminds me of when we talked last time about the children of Israel, right? right? And how every day, even when they were free from Egypt, God was still creating. Mm -hmm. See, new things were happening each Mm -hmm. and every day. If you go through the book of Exodus... It doesn't stop when he they were released and they passed over the Red Sea. It didn't stop there. There were still things that God was doing each and every day inside of their lives. Amen. Specifically, right, when we talked about this last time, when Moses went up on the mountain in chapter 20, and the mountain was filled with smoke and yes. thunder and yes. the, the trumpets, the sound of trumpets, and they were scared to go with Moses. But in verse 20 of chapter 20, it says that Moses told the people not to be afraid of the mountain, yes. but that God... God has come to test them mm-hmm. so that the fear of God yes. will not or the fear of God will be with them. Mm-hmm. See now as I think about God, mm-hmm. I think about the fact that uh, why he came down, we consider uh, why he came down in such a dramatic way. Right. Right? Right. Like he didn't have to. No. 
No. Right? He didn't have to, He could have just walked down from earth right. and no one could have seen him. Sure. Like it could have just been up there and he could have talked to Moses. Right. But he came down in such a dramatic way. And you right. think about the dramatic way. Why is that? God didn't have to use the clouds and the thunder and the trumpet. Right. But it was to test his people and to remind his people yes. that he continues to have power. Right. See, the same God that had the power to deliver them out of Egypt was the same God to deliver them where God was taking them in the wilderness. And that's what he, I think he, why he did that and why it was so dramatic per se is to remind them that this is a powerful God and he's still creating even today. Right. And, and the same goes for us today that he has the continued power to bring you out of your own wilderness. That's good. That's good. I love that. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and to go right along with that, I mean, that is so good. uh, Pastor Drew, Ecclesiastes 3.14 it says this, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Yeah. Nothing could be added to it nor anything taken from it. Yeah. God has done it so that the people fear before him. Mm. So, again, it goes right back to what I just referred to a few minutes ago. God was trying to change the mentality. And he had to do it in a power, like you're talking about, in a powerful way. Sure, is he a God? When we talk about Elijah and Elisha was talking about, does God appear a lot of times as we've seen here in the strong winds and all, but yet, you know, he proved himself that he still speaks in the small, yeah. still voice. Yeah, but true. in that moment, though, yeah. he had to show and visualize himself in such a powerful way yeah. to really teach them. I am, a, like you said, a powerful God that can do anything and everything. Yeah. And but he's trying to change the mentality too that they come out of that slave mentality and turn it into a servant. And the Lord just kind of gave me something. So a slave a slave has man's fear. Mm. A servant of God possesses God's fear. That's good. And that's again we already defined to the two different fears: fears of fear of man, which that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah, that, that's cowardice. That's afraid. No, yeah. that's not what we're talking about. So a slave has man's. That's man's fear. But a servant of God possesses awe, respect, God's fear. Yeah. And so that's what we're talking about. And so, uh, so again, out of Ecclesiastes 3.14, I perceive that whatever God does, here it is. He's going back to the all-powerful God. It endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken away from it. God has done it so yeah. that the people fear before him. So it's, that's a powerful word, yeah, son. Yeah, it is. Wow. And I think I think we can't. Um, forget that God is still moving Amen. in today's culture and today's world. You know, we got a world that's so broken around us. Yeah. Right? I don't know when you're listening to this, but we're in the middle of a pandemic right, right now. We're in the middle of, uh, you know, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. And, you know, we're trying to navigate through life, but we have to remember God is still in control. Absolutely. God is still creating uh, circumstances. God is still creating um opportunities Absolutely. for his people and uh it's important that we understand and that we grasp onto that that's right and when we realize going back to even to some of the old testament stories um even to the to now you know we we must realize this and know this again that there's nothing that doesn't come out of his mouth through yeah, yeah. that is not creation yeah everything that comes out of his mouth he's speaking into existence mm-hmm. he could speak it right into existence and do exactly what so i love the statement that you made that he's still creating it's not done he's i, I mean uh, 
babies that are coming out of the womb yeah. constantly, yeah. every day of every hour of every minute. Yeah. That's the creation of God. Yeah. And so, uh, and so we we rest in that. Then today we rest in 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 the fear of God on that on creation. So let's move right. into number three. Number three is um, why why do we fear God? Why should we fear God? And number three is this: to experience His holiness. Mm-hmm. Why do we fear God? Experiencing Him doesn't allow anything less than an awe of Him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And I tell you what: when we talk about the holiness of God. I'm gonna tell you something. I come up. I come up in a very strict uh, Pentecostal heritage, and I love that. Don't get me wrong. I thank God for my Pentecostal heritage every day. But sometimes when we want to talk about holiness, we refer to the hair mm. and not the heart. Mm. And there's That's a good. difference. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. When I talk to holiness, I'm not talking about your hair. I'm yeah. talking about your heart. Yeah. And so when we talk about holiness, what does that mean when we say that when we realize God is holy? What are we saying there? It's meaning his separation from sin and constant opposition to it. That is, that's holiness. Mm. And that's what God calls us to. Yeah. He said, be holy for I am holy. Yeah. That's, that's what the word says. Be holy. Holiness. In fact, the word of God says this holiness without which no man shall see God. Yeah. That is the scriptures that God said. So what is he saying? Be separate. Come out from you among them. Be separate from this world. Yeah. That's what God says. And he's still calling us to that today. There's no way that we can straddle the fence of this world or love on this world and love the things of God. There's no way. We must be holy. Yeah. And again, uh, you know, we're talking about being separated from sin and separated from the things of this world. And our God is holy. And yeah. so when we're meaning that, so it's the normal. So when we know that he's holy, our normal response is to fear a holy God. Yeah. And so God, by demonstrating himself, by the previous point you just gave us, he was putting a spirit of holiness. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. This is not the Egyptian gods. Right, yeah. This is the one true God. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am the all-powerful yeah. one. Yeah. And so real quick, quick on the scripture, because I know you have a point, some points to make this on, on this, is Revelation 15, 4 mm. says this, Who will not fear, O Lord, mm. and glorify your name? Now, that's yeah. the question John the Revelator was asking. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? Here it is. For you alone are holy. Mm. All nations will come and worship you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. So our fear, our reverence, our awe causes us to respond one way, and that's to worship him. Yeah. That's that's the only way we can do that. And I think it I think it comes to uh the word that comes to mind is sanctified. Yeah, there right? you go. To be set apart. Set apart. Right? Set apart. And and I think that's something yeah. that we can struggle with, right? Yeah. As I mean, just as humans, sure. as uh people striving to be like Jesus. Sure. But Jesus calls us to be sanctified yeah. and to be set apart from this world and to experience the fear. And remember, we're not talking about the the fear of the human. We're not right. talking about being scared. We're not right. talking about we're talking about having an awe right. or a reverence for God. God, and to experience the fear of God and the true matchless power of the Creator mm-hmm. who created all things, we must be set apart from this world. Sure. The key 
to having a fear for God is to be sanctified from this world. Absolutely. Right? Just because, right, we're in the world does not mean we're of the world. That's right. Right? And that's maybe something we can explore on a different day. Absolutely. But still, it is it is very vital and important that we understand yes. that we must be sanctified. Yeah. And, you know, sanctification, when we talked about, yes, do I believe that once we give our heart to the Lord and we surrender our lives to God, are we sanctified in that moment? Absolutely. God wants to, yeah, you're sanctified. You're pulled apart from yeah. the things of this world. But you know what? We need daily sanctification every day. Yeah. Paul said this, I die daily. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say I die one time. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. old flesh, I don't know about you, Drew. Come on, yeah. I do know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It likes to rise up. Yeah. Yeah. Daily, yeah. And Paul said, "I got to crucify this right. flesh right. through the cross of Jesus Christ daily. Surrender it to Him daily. Let Him take care of Floyd, and let God come out of me." So it is that that's it's a daily sanctification. It's a daily set apart. Yes, He does it when we accept Him and we are sanctified because that was the old. You know, when I was back in church Pentecostal. This is what a, I pl- praise the Lord. They they testify. You know, testimony service. Yeah, yeah. Lord, I just want to thank you, Hallelujah, <laughs> that I'm saved. I'm sanctified, yes, Lord. and I'm filled with yes, the Holy Ghost. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> now I love that. Yeah. And I wish that we would do more of that. Right. But the problem of it is, is that, you know what? Uh, we've got to come to the place where sanctification must take place in our lives daily, yeah. not just a one time. Yeah. And you got to talk the talk. There you go. You know, walk the walk. There you go. Right. Daily. Right. And, daily. And I think the, and I don't think we're straying too far from what we're yeah, talking about right. here when we say this, but I, I think, um, the, uh, another issue that we have inside of the church is that people will walk up on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And hallelujah, we're going to repent of all of our sins, and then we're going to come back into the same hell yeah. that we just walked out right, of. Right. Now, that it, does that mean you're going to get a whole new job change just sure. because you've been sanctified from Jesus? Does yeah. that mean you're going to get a whole new you know, family structure because you've been sanctified right there? Yeah. Right. No, but it, it's a matter of uh, the decision. Yeah. That's right. The decision Choices that you have to make, every, right? And it yep. talks, right? You just said, uh, "I die daily," right? Uh, and it, and it doesn't. It, it's an option. Yeah, you there don't you have to. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. But um, the more that you die daily, and the more that you yeah. uh, pull yourself to the refiner, right, right? and uh, be consumed into the fire of yes. God yes. each and every day, God can refine you Absolutely. and make you um, shinier, and yes. you know more uh, clear each yeah. and every day into the sanctification of Jesus, which then brings you into his holiness. Yes. Which absolutely. is what we're talking about, to That's experience exactly right. his holiness. That's exactly right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go to number four. Okay. Four? Okay, here we go. Number four, why should we fear God? Because of the blessing and the forgiveness of God. Why should we have a reverence and an awe for God? Mm. Specifically, just because of the blessing and the forgiveness yes. that God gives us each Man. and every day. I can't help, and i tell you what, more, we could take another podcast. Yeah, yeah, just to do this one. <laughs> I'm just yeah. thinking about the forgiveness of God. Oh, yeah. The constant forgiveness yeah. of God. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Yeah. None of us deserved it. His mercy and grace. Uh, and his constant forgiveness in our life. I love First John 1, 9. We apply that scripture a lot, talking about when we refer, even talking to the sinner. But I'll be honest with you, you've heard me preach this many a time. When John was talking, he was talking to the early church. And so when he was saying First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, here he goes, yeah. he is faithful and he's just 
to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So again, we go back. I don't know why we're going back here, but I know the Lord has a purpose for this. I die daily. So John was encouraging the church. It's necessary because I tell you what, every time I go to the Lord in prayer, when I seek him in the mornings and before I even cry out and worship him like I do, the first thing that I say to him is I acknowledge if there be anything in me that is separating me from you. I don't want any sinning means missing the mark. So I don't want anything separating my relationship from Jesus. So part of that fear of the Lord is recognizing his forgiveness and his cleansing power. And so Psalm 130 and verse four says this, but with you, there is forgiveness. Oh man, that you may be feared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wow. There it is. Not with anybody else. When he was talking about you there in the Old Testament, it was Jehovah God. Mm. But with you, there is forgiveness that you may be feared. See, God's just ready. He's wanting to forgive us. He desires to forgive us. I'm so glad that even when he kept pursuing Adam and Eve, I I love that. Where are you, Adam? Yeah. Uh, He didn't run from them, nor did he abandoned them. Yeah. In fact, he was still looking for them. Yeah. In the midst of sinning against him, yeah. he's still pursuing us mm. to acknowledge. He was waiting on Adam and Eve to acknowledge. Remember, he yeah. asked the question, well, who told you you were naked? Mm. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. And so God is waiting for us to say, I messed up. Yeah. I sinned. And you know what he does? He said, but I love you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Thank you for Turning, repenting simply means turning from that sin. Yeah. It's not a 360, it's a 180. Yeah. It means you're yeah. going in a different direction yeah. than where you were at. Yeah. And not pick that sin back up. You know, too. Psalm 34 9 says this, and I know you've got some things to add to this, too, Drew, and I want you to do that. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Man, that's good. Yeah, it is. I love that little last part. Those who fear him, that's what we're talking about, the fear of the Lord, yeah. not the fear of man, have all respect, worship. You are the great God. Those who fear him will have no lack. And I'm going to tell you something. Everybody that's listening to us right now and you have a relationship with God, if you are truly in relationship with God and talk to him every day and have a relationship, you can honestly say, I know you can, Drew. Can you honestly say, and I want you to answer this question, have you ever had any lack? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And I'm just not talking about sustenance because some people will ride that sustenance train. But I'm going to tell you this. I even had any lack in even in the sustenance department. Yeah, yeah. But the whole gamut of man, body, soul, and spirit, were made of trichotomy, body, soul, and spirit. I haven't had any lack in my life since I chose to serve God almost 30 years ago. Mm. Yeah. How about you? No, no, I I haven't. God's been able to take care of it. And just getting married very recently yes. and uh, starting my own family, you know, God is taking care of us. As long as we take care of what God has told Come us on. to take care of. Amen. Right? As long as we're doing what God That's has right. told us to do, That's right. then uh, God's going to take care of us. And it almost, you know, this, this is going to sound weird, but this is kind of the picture that I put into my head. And you may think it's weird, but somebody may grasp onto it. We'll see. <laughs> 
I think of Toy Story. Okay. And you're like, yeah. what the world? Yeah. <laughs> Toy Story. Okay. Okay, you think about Buzz and yeah. um, Woody, right? Yeah, and yeah. all the characters. When yeah. Andy is playing with them, right? Yeah. He has um, a specific plan for, like, those characters. And, yeah. right, they're going to fight. The Cowboys going to fight <laughs> Buzz. And they're going to go into space. Whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? But then you think about when they leave, right, when Andy leaves, then the the toys just start doing whatever they want to do. Right. Right. And they just start like having their own parties. Right. They go on all these adventures. There's yeah. what, four or five movies now. Right, They've right. gotten too many adventures. Yeah. Right. All these different things. But it's the same way, like as us as believers is God has specific plans for us. Mm-hmm. And right. We, mm-hmm. we can be followed into the creator's plans. Yes. And he has specific um, places yes. for us to go and um, things that we need to do as long as we're connected right. to him. But, if if we get away, if we right. can figure out how to get away, right. we like to do our own things yeah. and do our own adventure and have our own adventure. You yeah. never thought we'd get a Bible, you know, reference out of Toy Story, but <laughs> that that tells you you but can get it. That tells you you can get it out of anything. I'm telling you. But at the end at the end of the day, right? God, at the end of the Toy Story movies, yeah. right? He's always back with Andy. Yeah, he's always back where they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, God wants us back with Him. Absolutely. Right, right. And it's better just to follow the plan of God than to try to follow our own plan. And that's where the blessings come in, is if we'll take care of what God told us to take care of, the blessings will come, right? Um, When the praises, right, there's a a song, when the praises go up, the blessings come down, right? right. And that's uh, just what kind of we have to think of. When the praises go up, when we're continuing to lift God up and to be in the fear of God and the awe of God, the blessing of God can fall down. Absolutely. And the forgiveness of God will fall down. He says this, you know, and we're going to go to the next point. Yeah. But I love this. Now, really, he was talking about the cross in this moment. But he says this, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to Mm. me. Yeah. Now, I know he's referring to the cross. And, uh, but... Just think about that too, you know, beyond the cross, yeah. still lifting him up. Mm. If I be lifted up, if I be exalted, if I am the creator and the one true God and you acknowledge me as that, I will draw all men unto me. So yeah. that's that's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. Wow. The last point, number five. Let's talk about it real, really quickly. Um, why should we have a fear or a reverence of God? Number five is this. Because there is a judgment, and there is a judgment of God. Mm. And we must be aware of the judgment of God. Now, this is where people start bringing in the fear of man mm-hmm. with the fear of God, right in this point right here with the judgment of yeah, God. Right. And so let's explore that a little bit. Well, I want to say this, and I really wanted to add it to the first podcast, but the Lord didn't allow that. And I think, right, because this is the timing of it. Yeah. We always think about, and there's we are so inundated, and I want you to understand there's a balance in his character. We always want to talk about, and you'll hear churches constantly refer to the love of God. I'm not demeaning that at all. God is love, but God is a God of judgment yeah, too. Yeah. And so what I want to make the statement is we need to realize that in fearing God, and we're talking about God fear, he is a God who is angry about sin yeah. and has the power to punish those who transgress his righteous laws. Yeah. Now, I know we don't want to hear that, but it is the truth. Yeah. And in fact, a judgment day will come. There is a heaven, 
And I know I'm getting a little preachy here and no, evangelistic, yeah. but here's the thing. We don't hear hell preached on. That's true. But there is a heaven and there is a hell. Yeah. And we realize that if we don't follow the way, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We know that we realize that you will perish and go to hell without Jesus. Yeah. Judgment day will come. Yeah. And so Psalm 76, 7 and 8 says this, but you, you are to be feared. Who can stand before you? When once your anger is roused from the heavens, you utter judgment. The earth feared and was still. I just want to bring this out. Some of you have already seen this, and I know, Drew, you're going to add, and I want you to come in here. Um, but many of you have seen this. Back in 1986, David Wilkerson, which I believe was a true prophet of God, never acknowledged himself as a prophet of God, but he wrote a book back in 1986 and I was a kid then, so way, way before your time, Pastor Drew. But listen, he wrote a book called Set the Trumpet to Your Mouth. Mm. And he said something like this in this book. He said, I see a plague coming on the world. Now, this was 1986. Mm. And the bars and the churches and the governments will shut down. Mm. Mm. Whew. Folks, right now in this moment, we're living in this time. Yeah. Now listen to this. He said, the plague will hit New York City and shake it like it's never been shaken. That We're in the middle of this, God revealing this to him. And he said, the plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into their Bibles and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. Yeah. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. I'm believing that's a word from the Lord yeah, right there, Drew. Yeah. I think we're living in that. I, I receive that as a word from the Lord. And it goes back to this for me in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. And I just want to say this, and some of you will hear me say this behind the pulpit if you listen to our ministry here at, at Calvary. Um, you say, well, how does COVID fit on the prophetic? And where is that on the prophetic chart and all of that? It is what it is. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? We know this. Jesus said there'll be wars and rumors of wars and there'll be pandemics. And guess what? There were pandemics a hundred years ago. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And there, there will continue to be, should the Lord tarry, pandemics. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that, well, what, where does it fit at on all of this? God is getting our attention to truly seek him and put him back in the first place again in yeah. our lives. Yeah. And if we are going to truly fear God, it's like we've been talking these last few minutes, is that God must be first and foremost and the eternal God. Yeah. So here it is. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin. I'll heal their land. Well, yeah. I think, and I think people are from the beginning of time, ever since Jesus left, yeah. you know, they've been like, when's, when's Jesus come back? Right. You know, when is Jesus come back? Right. And everybody's so, well, this is when Jesus is coming back. Right. This is, this is when this is happening. Right. right. I think when, um, you know, the swine flu came, yeah. right. people were thinking the same thing right. or the Spanish flu right. when that came, you know what I mean? Right. All these different things. Each pandemic, people are like, well, Jesus is coming back right here. Yeah. And the reality is, I'm not, as much as my eyes are focused on Jesus coming back, I still got a job here Absolutely. to do. And until he comes here, yes. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do. Yes. I'm not worried about what's coming next. Mm. I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do as a Christian. And I think it comes into that. And then you, you think about the judgment of God. I'm not, people are scared of the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. As a Christian, I believe mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm honestly not fearful of the judgment of God. Why? Because I know what the Bible says sure. about the judgment of God and mm-hmm. me believing in Christ and mm-hmm. God, ta- Jesus taking my sins. Yes. Right. And me being a follower and not just a, right. I say I'm a Christian, but fully living the life of right. a Christian. I'm not worried. And I don't think as Christians, we should be worried. No. And I'll tell you this, it goes back to this because I said this, I've heard many of things even in the COVID where we're at now, or this is the tribulation. Folks, let me just go ahead and tell you, we are not (laughs) in the tribulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Because, you know, let me just define what tribulation is. Tribulation really is, I know we're kind of getting, we're not getting far from where we're talking about. I just want to define this. Yeah. Tribulation is the wrath of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you this, Drew, and I, I love what you're already saying. I'm not worried about it either because yeah. I know this. Uh, Jesus said he will save us in 1 Thessalonians from the wrath to come. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be spared from the tribulation. If you yeah. are a child of God, like right. Drew said, you are following him daily. You're in constant communication with him and you're loving on him and you call yourself and you know you've been cleansed by the blood and you're a child of God. Guess what's to happen? There is nothing preventing him from the coming of the Lord. What yeah. is to happen next? Pastor Flo, I don't know what's to happen. Listen, the rapture's got to happen first before the tribulation. Yeah. And so... Yeah. <laughs> What are the we doing rap- yeah, yeah, exactly. So the true church is going to be taken out, yeah. and we're not going to go through the judgment of God. Yeah. That's the wrath of God. Yeah. And so that's what you were talking about. Right. And so I don't know about you. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. I've chose a long time ago that I'm going to serve him. Uh, I've put my hand to the plow, and I'm not looking back. Yeah. And so, so I thank God for his forgiveness and him washing us. And when we acknowledge our sins, and again, it must come to that because I mess up daily. I, you know, I do things in this flesh that are not right. And I just want to make sure every time that I approach him, Lord, I fear you enough. I, I put you in the proper place and authority. And God, I don't, and it quickly, it shouldn't be, I'm telling you, Drew, this is, uh, if you are in relationship with the Holy Spirit of God in that moment, that when you have sinned against him, uh, that the the spirit of God will quicken you in that moment. Yeah. That you won't wait until prayer time in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But you, <laughs> but you will simply say, "Oh my goodness, Lord Jesus, yeah, forgive yeah. me. Yeah, that was wrong. I shouldn't have acted that way. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have done that." And uh, acknowledging that in that moment. And I think at the end of the day, we have to come to the conclusion that we must understand that God is aware of our actions, mm-hmm. both good and bad, on this earth. And he has rule over the judgment of our soul. That's right. And I want to make sure that everything I'm doing is glorifying God. I want to make sure everything that I'm doing is unto his word and unto his heart. And maybe you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're in your car. Maybe you're running. Bless Mm. you if you're running. Maybe maybe you're just listening to this with your headphones on. Come on. You know, we just want to tell you that you still have an option to serve God. There is still um, a way that you can get out of your sin. Yes. And God and Jesus uh, allows us to be away from our sin Mm -hmm. and to be saved. And don't worry about the judgment of God and to have a peace of God and to have an understanding of God, right? And um, I didn't get to say this when we talked about the blessing and forgiveness, but we talk about the providence of God, Mm. right? And... um, we know it as Jehovah Jireh, 
which means my provider, mm-hmm. right? And um, understanding that as you're listening to this, you can ask God into your heart where you're sitting, right. right? Whether you're running on the road, God can break you down mm-hmm. where you're at and simply bring you to a place to where you allow Him to be your provider, and mm. for you allow him to be the center of your life. That's right. And we must make the decision to serve him each and every day. And I think it comes down to this in Proverbs nineteen twenty three to end this out. It says, the fear of the Lord leads to life. Amen. And whoever has it rest is satisfied. Hallelujah. He will not be visited by harm. Mm. If you want life today, there is an option for life mm. today. And having a respect, but not only a respect, but as we learned last time, a relationship right. with God. And that's what he cares about more than anything. So right now we're going to take opportunity for you. And I'm going to... I want Pastor Drew to pray in just a few moments, but you know I couldn't help but think when Pastor Drew was talking about Jehovah Jireh, I was thinking about when Abraham took his only son, mm. Isaac, up to Mount Moriah. And wow, I, that's another podcast again. Yeah. But how powerful that was because Isaac, you know, he did ask his dad, where's the sacrifice? And what did Abraham say? He said, the Lord will provide there's there's where we get the name of god one of the names of god is jehovah jireh our provider and so here he is he willingly laid down his isaac his son and we know the rest of the story is that the angel of the lord spared his life as abraham raised up the knife and we know this it's a picture of calvary yeah it is the father willingly giving his son jesus so that we could have life Mm. but here's the thing Jesus didn't spare his life. He gave his life. For God so loved the world that he gave for me and you so that what Drew's talking about, that we can have what he said, the fear of the Lord brings life so that we can have life and then not just have life, but what he said, have it more abundantly. So he loves you today. He's not, whatever you've done, wherever you're listening to, wherever you're at, you feel like all hope has been given. I'm here to tell you, that he can cleanse you and forgive you and make you whole if you'll just simply acknowledge him as Lord and Savior and say, Lord, I confess my sins and I want you to come into my heart. Drew's going to lead you right here and right now as we pray together. And would you join us then right now? If you want, we want you to pray with us. Father God, in the name yes. of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you would forgive us of our sins. Father, if there is anything in our heart that is keeping us from your Mm. love and from your presence, Father, Lord, we pray that you would take it away from us. Lord God, that we would experience the power and the fear of God where we're at right Mm. now. Father God, I pray that you're working in every single heart that is hearing this, Jesus. God, that this would be, Lord, a a new start, Mm. a fresh start, Lord God, that we would experience experience your presence, Lord, that we would live with you forever. Lord, no more fear, Lord God, of what the world says, but God, that we would have a fear of you and a reverence for you, Jesus. God, we give you the praise and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you need any more prayer or if you'd like to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at ccag.com. You can go onto our website at ccag.com. Um, dot com. You can find us on Facebook at Calvary Christian AG. 
dot com, and then you can also um, call us at the church at four one seven seven three two seven five five four. We want to hear from you. We're so blessed that you decided to listen to us today. Get ready for number three coming up very very soon. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm.